You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Yes, welcome back. We're so excited because we have someone on the show today who's going to help us crush our big 2021 goals. That is right. Bujo Queen Kelty Knight from the Lady Gang Podcast is in the house. We cannot wait to talk to her. All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie. And this is the Bella's Podcast. Oh my goodness, you guys. How emotional was it seeing everything my mom went through with her brain surgery last week on Total Bella's? Oh, it was hard. So in honor of Gotta Mode, let's pop that bottle. All right, you guys. So we're opening up with a bottle of wine called Canvas. And I brought a little bit of it home because I was in Lake Tahoe this past week because you guys saw some of my Instagram pictures and just had a lovely mountain getaway. But this wine is everywhere. So I don't know what you think about it, Nicole, but I think it's really good. It's a nice kind of easy red to drink. Kind of like a table wine. Very table wine-esque. Yes. So we need to jump into Total Total Bellas. Yes. And can we just please start, because I don't want us to miss this, how you thought clogged ducks was ducks instead of duck. (laughs) Okay. First of all. You said a clogged duck. Okay. First of all, because that's how you said it to me. No, I did not. And then hear him saying ducks and then Artem does like quack, quack. And I roll my eyes at him. It's like duck tape. What do you mean? And then everyone's giving me the hard time, which I mean, it's hilarious. I'm not going to lie. When I watched and I heard you say duck, the actual animal, and then I saw him do the quack, quack thing. I like died laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me this whole time. She thought it was spelled D-U-C-K-S. Yeah, 100. And by the way, that's totally Artem and I. Like poor Mateo, I need to probably have an English tutor live in my house because between Artem and myself, like Mateo, I just don't even know how he's going to speak. Or you remember what I said about reading maybe a couple books or doing a little research. You would have saw the spelling. I went through it twice, so... Yeah. Thank goodness this pregnancy, not at all. I'll have fear at times because I'll admit, and I know Nicole's the same, we can kind of do the soothing nursing. It's just, it gets them to bed quicker and I'm tired half the time. So whatever, <laughs> I know it's bad. But sometimes when I'm doing it, I get really scared because I'm like, tell me I'm going to get a clogged duck because of this. I know. Sometimes I feel like our nipples are just pacifiers right now. So oh, they are. I look at that and I'm like, you know what? It's a passy. And if it helps mama mentally, then you know, there you go. Right. Well, and this is the thing you get your nipples back after breastfeeding and you know, my nipples have been great, but I have to say in the beginning, because that's when you really need it. I put nipple butter on every time after Mateo would feed. So I don't mean like that. Like your nipples then feel like yours again. Right now they don't feel like yours, you know? 
Don't worry, Brie. No, I don't get pleasure with Mateo using my nipples as pacifiers. Is that what you're saying? No. I'm saying sometimes I feel like as a mom, especially when you're breastfeeding, (laughs) you give so much your body. Oh, 100. That it was a weird feeling for me when I stopped breastfeeding Birdie, how all of a sudden it was like, whoa, my body's just for me now in a way. Well, can I ask you a personal question? Yes. Okay. Well, you have to answer it honestly. I will answer it honestly. after Birdie, you were done breastfeeding. Yeah. Did Brian play with your titties again? Yeah. (laughs) He did. he did. So how long did that take and what, like, how was the transition of that? Well, Cause I, I used to be a really big boob person sexually. Like oh, it's a sure. big turn That's on to like, me. It like yeah. starts the floodgates. It's, but Brian it's would do it on. even when I was breastfeeding. Brian Depending. would play with your boobs while you're breastfeeding. Yeah. See, that's like weird he would to me suck for some reason. I mean, I guess it depends on the emotions you're in. It wasn't weird at the time. Mm. It definitely was more pleasurable after. And I think because I wasn't giving my body to every single person all day long. Right. So it felt different. Now I'll say he hasn't touched the titties this pregnancy. No. <laughs> it, but he's five months and he hasn't touched titties. So maybe it's different for him because he sees his son breastfeeding all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it feels different. Maybe it's because we're both super tired. Probably but, you both are super tired. Yeah. Like we're both just looking at each other half the time. Good. Because I really liked when Artem and I had that a part of our sex life. And, and that's so, what I mean when your nipples go back. They go back to what they were doing yeah. before, which is I'm really that. nervous to see how my boobs are going to look after because I do have implants. Like, am I going to have saggy implant boobs? I'm kind of freaking out what they're going to look like. I mean, you saw mine. No, but I have implants. But you, mine didn't... I have like bowling balls. Like, are they going to make them sag even more? Are they going to stay perky-ish? I no, don't know. No, they're not going to stay perky. But they, they won't sag as bad. I mean, I don't okay. know. Everyone's different. That's true. And I definitely fluctuated with my boobs. Like, if I lost a lot of weight, they got saggier. If I was up a little my weight, they were plumpier. Yeah. So we'll just see, girl. Well, girl, I'm working on losing that last 15. That's been very hard for me. But I don't work out, so I'm getting back on that train too. But what did I tell you with Birdie all the time? That last 10 would drive me crazy. And I always said it was my last 10 of fun weight, right? Where, okay, I went a little over... Well, I mean, shoot, I moved to Napa and like, seriously, like before the lockdown, we were able to sit on patios and indulge in all this food for the holidays. So, well, and I'll say this. There was a week where I started to lose a lot of weight, but I was intermittent fasting. And then I took a dip in my breast milk, so I couldn't do it. Yeah. So then now my like breast milk is once again, I'm having so many bottles, but, but he can't keep up. So it's this weird thing where people are like, you lose so much weight breastfeeding. No, they you know don't. No, you don't. You I lost five on. pounds after I was done breastfeeding Birdie. Yeah. I lost literally five pounds that week because I wasn't as hungry. And then I'm just someone who can intermittent fast and I, it's really easy for I me. I love intermittent fasting. Yeah. And so jumped on that train. And then for me, it was just kind of like I could lose the weight. But the last five, 10 pounds, I feel like are just always so yeah. hard. And I think too, what people don't realize, and I would always tell you this, is as a mother, you're just tired. Like, you know what I mean? You're just so tired that I feel like it's hard to get motivated to work out. It's hard to get motivated to cook this big old gourmet healthy meal. Convenience ends up becoming a big deal in your life. And you realize that. Yeah. And especially when we are in a pandemic where we can't even go to a gym or a peer bar class to work out unless a nanny or babysitter's quarantining with us. Like we can't even have help. So it's just all around. It's very difficult. Well, but I also feel, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I'm super driven and I feel like I'm great at scheduling and all that. But I feel like because of the pandemic, I've kind of lost a little bit. Yeah, totally. Even like strict schedules or any of that kind of stuff, I kind of let out the door. I kind of feel like sometimes it's a free-for-all at my house. Well, and I think because what we're realizing, so much of what we do, we do for others. So when we get dressed, how we look, because at the end of the day, we do care what other people think. Right but we're not seeing people right now. So I feel like there's a bit of a lack of motivation to make yourself presentable unless you just started dating someone and COVID hit and you still want to, you know, just like yesterday when I was talking to you and I'm like, are you going to fix the mustache? Are we just going to let it go crazy? I did. I had a mustache and a goatee, like legit. I came home after Whole Foods to Artem and I was like, Artem, why didn't you tell me about my facial hair? My goodness. And he's like, I don't know. I thought you wanted to look like me. And I was like, ha ha. 
But it's because like, the mask covers it. But I mean, the I mask was, does. I was so embarrassed. Well, luckily I was the one who called you out. Like yeah, I was just thank like you. saw you in the car with the sunshine. I was like, I legit huh. like text this woman a laser away, and I was like, uh, can you get laser while breastfeeding because I'm in need? <laughs> no, you're like, major great. need. Whoa, whoa. Um, well, let's get back to total Bellas because I felt like last week's episode was really powerful in so many different ways. But I think we need to talk about Mama Bella. 100%. Because what you guys see, obviously, in episodes is weeks and hours of us filming that they try to put in 20 minutes of like a story, right? Right. If that, it might actually come down to 10 minutes. But there was so many just powerful, crazy things with my mom's brain surgery that you didn't get to see. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad because mom texted last night after the episode and she was just like, oh my gosh, it almost seemed like as if I was just getting like a knee surgery. And you know, what I was telling my mom, we actually had a conversation about it, is my mom's a very strong woman. So even when she got diagnosed with what she had, as you saw in the episode, she was very strong about it in some ways, which makes Brie and I very strong about it. I think I felt like almost you saw a lack of emotion from me. But what I've realized is really hard for me when we're filming our show and something like that, which what we call in our industry is breaking reality. So none of us expected my mom to get Bell's palsy, which actually turned into a mask coming out of her brainstem that could have took her life. Right. So I'll admit for me, what I've realized in these kind of situations, I get very numb, but I have a very hard time showing my emotions while the cameras are rolling because in that moment, like, I don't know, it's weird. I don't know how to act in front of everyone who's filming and then I get more emotional when they leave. But I know that as a reality star, is it my job to just let myself be vulnerable in that moment? Because then sometimes I feel like it looks like I lack empathy or emotions. Like I kind of feel like I go in a robotic mode. Brian has definitely noticed since he's been with me that I am a by myself type of crier. Yeah. Like Brian knows I will not cry in front of everyone. I don't like to cry in front of the kids. I don't even like to cry in front of him. He can't believe how like... I do that with Artem. There's been certain things, but Brian knows when the lights are out in bed, he knows like all of a sudden if I'm starting to cry and he turns around and he's like, are you crying? Or he knows when I go into a room and I come out and he's like, whoa, did you just cry? But I, I, I am that person. And I felt the same when I was watching Total Bellas, but this is how I look at it. It starts from Nana. Yeah. In our family, we have so many strong women and that's okay. The world needs strong women too. And I am not a person who shows like Brian will cry. If you cry, Brian cries a lot in front of people. He is very empathetic. I'm just not that person, but I will, when everyone leaves, I will go sit down. I will say a prayer. I will feel very bad about whatever situation happened. And I will bawl my eyes out. Yeah. And that makes me feel good. So I watched it and I was like, okay, do I wish I cried? But why? So people know that I care about my mom. I care about my mom. No, and 100%. everything my mom went through and, it kills me every time I look at my mother to think about what she's going through in her life right now. But I don't need the whole world to see it in their terms. No, 100%. And that's the thing is like how cute and amazing it was to watch mom and Johnny. I mean. Johnny, who's such a manly man, but like, wow, what an incredible husband. He just was so emotional and like just the things mom said, because, you know, after the surgery, we did find out that if my mom did not get that mass removed, it would have taken her life three months after. Two months. Two or three months, yeah. yeah. So that's so scary. And that's why I always urge people, ask for MRIs. Because so many people that my mom has found out have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy. And in the end, it's been some type of mass on their brain. So if you know anyone who gets diagnosed with Bell's palsy, please urge them to get an MRI because it might not be Bell's palsy. Well, and what's really sad is my mom actually wanted an MRI very early on and they go, no, it's textbook Bell's palsy on your face. And she asked twice and they didn't feel the need. And if they did the MRI, they would have found it. And a lot of her face would have been um, better than what it is right, now. Because as it grows, it hits more nerves and it can right. kill nerves off. And so... But what I love is that mom, her perspective now, she just really wants to help people. And that's why she wants to showcase it and talk about it more. And um, we had gone on Dr. Oz and it was an incredible interview. And so I'm just proud of mom. And I just feel so lucky that we still have her. Oh, me too. Then what's crazy is tomorrow night, you guys are going to see our labors. I know. I can't wait. The boys are going to officially be here. You know, what's funny is when I was watching the episode last week, you can definitely tell you and I are about to pop. 
you know, towards the end of pregnancy when you're like, I don't want to put makeup on. I don't want to really wear I any care. kind of, I, you anymore. don't care. You're I like, knew we were filming a show that was going to air worldwide. And I remember it was like, Artem's like, oh, you're going to get ready. You know, we have filming. And I'm like, no, no, I'm so uncomfortable in my body. And it was super hot. It was weeks, 118 118, 120. We're in lockdown. lockdown. I was like, I, forget I was, it. I mean, and you could see it. I'll admit when I was watching with Artem last week, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, why didn't I put on makeup? Why didn't you tell me to do my hair? But it's just like, whatever. I know. But you know, I, it was funny because when you, you say something like that, I think to myself and I asked Brian this, but of course Brian always is like, no, but do you fail the audience by like looking like that? Do they want to see us all dolled up or do they like the fact that they see us? How a lot of people feel towards the end of pregnancy where you just don't want to do anything. I That's always like kind of tug of war back and forth with that because I'll admit if I put on glam, there were some shots I did have it on that I leaned in and stuff, but it took everything just to sit there and get my makeup done. But in normal life, if the cameras weren't on, I wouldn't do it. Right. So at times I go back and forth when I, I think you and I are very real and no filter and maybe people appreciate it. Maybe they don't. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, I'll tell you what, tomorrow night is very real and no filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. But you know what? It's really amazing to see. I've watched this episode twice. I've cried twice. It's just any of you who've been through labor and who have kids, you're going to feel all those emotions because that's what you see with us. And it's just really neat to see these two different labors of a C-section and um, natural, vaginal, whatever you call vaginal. it. Vaginal. Naturals with no drugs. You had drugs, girl. Whatever. So I had an epidural and getting, you know, to see our boys. Right. You know, everyone's going to see that when we saw our baby boys for the first time, each other's boys. So I can't wait for this. It's going to be episode. epic. You know, it's it funny is. because when I saw the episode when I was in labor with Birdie, I thought they did a really amazing job. And it's crazy now watching this episode how I had two way different pregnancies. Like with Birdie, I was able to see myself in labor, but tomorrow night, everyone's just going to see me walk into a surgery room and find out the sex of my baby because it was a surprise. It was just so weird for me to watch because I'm like, wow, I didn't go through any of it. Just walked in like, hey. What you think of me when you saw me? You haven't even told me because you were so eager to see me be in labor. Um, I guess it's kind of what I thought. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I think because I've seen so many different labors, they're all kind of overall kind of the same. Right. Um, especially if you get an epidural and you're laying in bed, you know what I mean? It's all kind of the same, but it was weird. It was weird to see your reaction with Mateo. Like also when you saw Mateo, like I really felt that like you're, um, shocked. Like this is the greatest thing in my life. Like all those things that everyone said, wait till you have a baby. You all of a sudden saw it in your face. Yeah. So that was really cool. And it was fun to see that moment cause I wasn't in there, but I know how weird when they just throw them on my chest. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's It's like, but I love that. And I think people, everyone's going to love it. And especially because everyone's been following your journey for gosh, seven, eight years now. Yeah. So I think it's really cool for people to see that moment finally happen for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. I agree. It's such a beautiful episode. Yeah. So I mean, people are going to see like Brian and our reaction when we know it's a boy, which is funny because mine, like I'm still like stomach open, like a little freaked out. Yeah. But Brian's reaction is really so cute. Yeah. It's just so cute. All like everyone when even to see mom's reaction when she finds out she has two grandsons. I know. That's it's really neat. So we have three episodes left of this season. It's actually pretty crazy because, you know, from here, then we go into dance or I'm on dancing with the stars and then us ending in Napa Valley. And then here's more breaking reality that's going to be hard for me towards the end of the season as they catch a lot of my postpartum depression, yeah. but that's oh, and okay. Can I just say one thing too from last week's episode? Because this was like kind of bugging me a little bit, but you know, like I said, we film in so many weeks, so many hours. So I know it looks like my mom had brain surgery and then the next minute I'm like, we're moving to Napa, but it's just because they're trying to get so much of big moments that are happening in our life within an hour TV oh, show. Yeah. It did not happen that fast, everyone. I just want you to know I'm not that insensitive. And it was something that was on my mind for a really long time, but I was never vocal about it. But I kind of was like 
oh my gosh, I hope people don't think that like all of a sudden well, like, mom's still in the hospital bed and I'm coming up with that idea. Yeah. Well, you know what? I didn't think that, but also okay. I know I live the life with you. So that's probably why. Okay. Well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Well, Brie, yeah. we have to get our special guest on because yes. so you guys know last week we brought up about Bujo journaling and a lot of you on social media we're so interested about it. And it was cute because this special guest, Kelty, um, we've had her on the podcast before. You guys all know her. She's a host on Entertainment Tonight. She is one of the hosts on the Lady Gang podcast and New York Times bestseller. You guys have to check out their book. And she's just one of my favorite people in like the whole she's world. Hilarious. She's just she's- her and I love it. But she texts me and she's like, okay, I'm the Bujo queen. I need to give you the greatest advice and tips. So we're bringing her on because so many of you are interested about it. And she has a lot of great advice. And can I just say, I have been enjoying the hell out of it, picking out my colors and my stencils and doing it's everything. It's the best thing. I'm it's addicted. so many amazing things in one. I know. Once I get mine like really going, I'm going to start to share it on oh social media. Yeah, me too. So up next, it's Kelty Knight. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having... A company really care about the ingredients inside it. That's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. 
So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Okay, everyone. So last week I brought up Bujo journaling. But like I said last week, where I got the idea was I was actually stalking Kelty's Instagram. <laughs> yes. And I loved how you had all your goals and everything you completed. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with journaling. And this, like how creative it is, is so down my alley. And then Kelty reached out because she is obviously a pro Bujo. Do I say, do I say that right? Bujo journalist? Or? Not at all. You're so, no. Okay. So how like, do you say it? Bujo. Bujo. Bullet Bu- journaling. Okay. Bu- Bujo. Bujo. Nicole. What was I saying? Bujo. Bu- like oh. bougie. I yeah. mean, bougie. that can be your version. That is, bougie yeah. Bujo. I throw a little bougie-ness oh on it. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, I think that our podcast have so many similar fans because the minute you spoke about it on the podcast, I got like hundreds of DMs being like, the girls are talking about Bujo. Oh my God. And I just text you because I was like, yo, this is my passion, which is yeah. so pathetic. But like, if you need any help or like advice on stamps, <laughs> I loved <laughs> it. I'm such a loser for this, but it's changed my life. So, so you're both doing it. This is both. both yes. your first year. It was her Christmas gift. So this is she what I got. got me the whole shebang the whole shebang Uh everything Uh so and now brian wants to jump on board too but i want to hear more because i need to hear everything from your perception how it's changed your life because i find it so so amazing bullet journaling so the the original was like the book that you um posted the guy with like the bullet journaling method and what he had is basically instead of getting like a daytime planner you essentially kind of write your own planner as you go. And there's this, you make your own key so you can keep track of your projects. So it's like, if it is an X, it's completely done. If it's, you know, one swipe, it means you're working on it. If it's a heart, it's just a memory. Like he has this whole thing. That's not exactly what I'm talking about, but a different virgin virgin (laughs) (laughs) version of the bullet journal is you essentially get these like blank dotted journals at the beginning of the year. And then you fill out your spreads and you track your life. And so for people that have a lot of anxiety, I'm one of those people that at night, I have a lot of projects on the go, a lot of different worlds, much like you ladies, where you're like, okay, we have our businesses, we have our family life, we have kids now, we have um, like 17 different businesses, we have the podcast, we have books, like all these different things. And you lay in bed at night and you're thinking of all those things you need to do. And they all go on different to-do lists. Mm -hmm. And we just sit and spin. Like Mm -hmm. as women, we just sit and spin all night. And then you have this anxiety and you can't go to bed. Right. And so 
I started sort of researching. I've always been like obsessed with the brain and how it works and manifesting, which is a whole different story. But so essentially what I, I'm not a doctor and I know nothing about anything, but what I believe is that your brain wants to make connections, right? It wants to look at your lover and be like, this is Artem. He loves me. He's my fiance or like whatever. Like your brain wants to know what it's looking at and it wants to make things make sense for itself. And the things that cause us stress in our brains are when things don't make sense. There's no connection on the other end. So these things that we spin about at night, like, oh, I got to remember that I wanted to write this chapter for the book, or I got to pay this bill or whatever it is. They just spin and spin and spin because there's no way for your brain to make that connection to like, and I've finished it. And so what I find with bullet journaling is that as I track my life, it makes me feel more in control, not only in a goal setting way of like, I have all different goal lists. I have a house goal list. Like I really want to paint this baseboard. It bugs me every time I walk by it and I see the smudge or I have a list for things like projects. I want my dad to do when he comes to town. I have (laughs) my goal list for 2021. Like I have all those, but then I also track my whole life so that when I'm feeling weird and I'm like, wow, I can't stop eating Snickers. Like, I wonder what's wrong with me. I can look up my bujo and be like, oh, my period's coming tomorrow. It's like a way of tracking your life or you're starting to feel really bloated or disgusting or whatever. And I'm like, why I haven't pooped in four days. Like that might be like, I track everything. (laughs) I mean, I track everything. I track how much money I spend on Botox. I mean, I track everything and I have like savings goals. I mean, I've just... And some of them don't work out. Like I've definitely had a vitamin one last year that I was like going to take my vitamins every day. And then like, I just fell off that. But I have loved watching both of you, both of your pregnancies, but you're after baby second time and first time, like kind of being so real about your fitness and your weight loss. And I think so many people can relate to it, whether or not they're postpartum or not. Mm -hmm. And I, what I like about Abujo is that every time I stepped on the scale, I always felt bad about myself. Cause like sometimes two pounds is just a poop. Sometimes it's just bloating. Sometimes it's like your hair is greasy. Like, I don't know. So it's like those pounds really upset me over time. And I found for me, the way to track my health and wellness and body was to do things like my workout tracker where it's like, what workout am I doing every day? And instead of weighing myself, I'm just making sure that I'm doing something every day or I'm tracking. Do I feel bloated? Do I feel pain? Do I feel alive? Like alive to me is when I'm like, I want to wear a crop top and I want to like run around the house and like be cute, you know? So it's like, what am I feeling? And for me tracking it that way, instead of tracking, like I lost one pound was very helpful. Oh, that wow. does sound great. And I feel like too, I'm always someone who will write out my list. Here comes January 1st. I write it mm-hmm. down. I put it in like a, a board or somewhere in my mm-hmm. room and I don't ever really accomplish those goals. I might start and I'm definitely the one who stops by before February 1st, mm-hmm. but I feel like something like this, I was just telling Nicole before I came, I was almost going to be late because I was so into the stencils and the colors and I was really like writing stuff out, but getting excited more than I ever have been. I'm planning a year. I agree. And like what you were saying, my mom and I are doing the whole 30 this month and Brie just jumped Mm. on. Yeah. And that was one thing that we both said is no scales. Let's throw Mm -hmm. it out the door because I almost feel like when you weigh yourself every day, it does bring on stress. It, it takes away the live feeling or what am I naturally going to feel today? Because I feel like the minute you step on that scale in the morning. You're a good person or you're a bad person. Yeah. Yes. And it, it you've already now have established what your day is going to be like just by the number that you saw. So uh-huh. she and I both said, because you know, when you're detoxing, you fluctuate like crazy. Yes. So we're like, let's throw it out the door. And now I'm going to track on how I feel. But I want to start tracking because I told yesterday I felt amazing. And then today I told Brittany. I'm like, I'm so tired. Yeah. And my first few days, I literally thought I was going to have to go to urgent care because my hips swelled and I got crazy bloated and I was in a lot of pain and it was getting worse and worse. And I told Artem when I started Googling, which I know they say almost never Google your symptoms. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have endometriosis or wait, no, now I have this maybe, or maybe mm-hmm. I have this stomach disease. Well, I think what I've realized is no, you were having a massive sugar detox mm-hmm. and that's what you were feeling. Cause the minute I Googled symptoms for sugar detox, I was like, Oh, that's what well, it and is. You and I, Nicole and I fluctuate a lot, like whether it's our faces or our bodies. So I feel like if I do track 
my health and wellness. Like you said, I won't be so disappointed on the scale, but I also like you, you felt great yesterday, but bad today because I would like to Tired. see what are the foods I ate yesterday compared to the ones the day before. Wait, do you track your food? So I, you, I have at various points in my life tracked food. A couple of years ago, one of my like manifests for the entire year was to eat something green every day. I'm a, a really bad eater. Um, I'm actually much better. I am a reformed bad eater. I was like that girl who just like ate Snickers and Diet Cokes and lived on that. Wow. So I didn't have any healthy um, nutrients like, in you. I just really, yeah. Like I didn't know how to feed myself. I was basically like a two-year-old. So for me, it was like eat something green every day. And that's what I was crossing off. So I'm not tracking my food currently, but I'm also past, like I'm tracking other things that I'm trying to work on. You know, that's the great thing about, a bullet journal is because like this month you're doing whole 30. So you can do a January spread that's whole 30. And when it's done, it's done. And then you can start, you can be like, okay, now I'm going to do a 10 day yoga challenge. It doesn't have to be this, okay, 365 days of perfection. And if you fall off the track, you fall off the track. Like I'll show you, this is how I kept my workouts last year. So it's like, what I'm showing them is essentially like a giant tile board with the months and via like 31 days in each month. And every time I did a workout, I marked it in black. So you can see, like, I really did not have an overtly working out kind of year. I would say it's like less than half of the days of the year I got a workout in. And there's some months that I can see. I had a shitty May and I got in seven workouts in the entire month of June, but July I got 23 in. Wow. So it's like, there's a new time to like, you can restart every day. You know, it doesn't have to be this, you fall off the train and you're a horrible person and you're never going to get your life together and you're always going to be miserable and full of shame, you know? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. See, I see. I think that's what I need in my life because Nicole and I feel like every year always on our list is like balance and our mess getting cleaned up. But I think because we've never done anything like this before, I feel like if you and I really stay committed to this daily, I feel like we won't feel all over the place. Yeah. And I think a key thing about this for people like us is that everything's in one place. So like you say, you take it everywhere you go, you have everything all in one book, to-do list, goals, checklist, therapy notes, whatever it may be, you have it all in one place. So how do you connect your manifestation with this? Ah, so the manifestation... I'll tell you guys, I'll give you the close notes of like where this came from. And it's like the craziest fucking story. You're going to just, your minds are going to be Oh, great. I love this. So one of my best friends on the planet is the singer-songwriter Christina Perry. You know, Mm. she wrote A Thousand Years, Jar of Hearts. Yeah. So I used to date her brother back before she even made music. I mean, she was making music, but her brother was in a rock band and I love a rock star. And (laughs) 20 years ago, I dated her brother for like three months and then he broke up with me. And then Christina and I were like, but we're in love. (laughs) So we had to become best friends. So we've been best friends this whole time. And about 13 years ago, she was living in LA, a waitress trying to like write songs. And I moved out to LA. I'd been in New York for a long time and we were both fucking broke. We had no dollars. We lived in the shittiest apartments, like with plywood windows and- It was like New Year's Eve and we're looking out over, I could see the Capitol records building from my shitty apartment. And we were like, you know what? We're not being clear. The universe can't give us what we want if we don't ask for it. So we sat there and we made this list to the universe. And my list was like, get bangs, quit drinking Diet Coke, stop Mm. dating assholes. Like my shit was (laughs) so basic and hers was so intentional. She was like, play three shows, get a record deal, meet and write songs with Jason Mraz. Like it was like very, very intentional things. And I'm looking at her like, yeah, right. Like (laughs) how are you going to meet Jason? We loved Jason Mraz back in the day. I was like, how are you going to meet Jason Mraz? Two weeks later, I was dating this guy on match.com. I was really excited about, and he broke up with me. (laughs) And I said to Christina, come to my apartment. Let's move. Like we lived in studio apartments, but I'm like, let's move the couch. Will you play some songs? Like just songs that I only heard because she didn't, nobody knew who she was. I was like, and I'll do some dancing because I know I was a dancer. So I was like, I'll do some, I'll do some inspirational YouTube dancing. So we moved the couches. She plays these fucking songs. One of them was Jar of Hearts. And I start dancing around. I upload them to my YouTube page, which had like four followers at the time. Like, I don't know who the fuck I thought I was. Anyway, (laughs) I kid you not, two weeks later, the next morning, she gets a message on Facebook and it says, 
I have hey, goosebumps. Me too. I manage Jason Mraz and I no. saw your video and I think you're really talented and I love your songs. Would you consider taking a meeting with me? She goes, she meets with Jason Mraz's manager. So then like two weeks later, she does this like, um, not a pilot, a um, uh, demo of Jar of Hearts. I give it to my friend, Stacey Tukey. Stacey Tukey is on So You Think You Can Dance. The song goes number ones on iTunes. She has no record deal. She's like unsigned, number one on the charts. Oh my she gosh. She goes courted by every record deal, signs this massive record deal, meets Jason Mraz, writes songs with Jason Mraz, all of that stuff. I still dated assholes. I did get bangs. <laughs> I couldn't quit Diet Coke, but like, we were like, oh my God, this works. So for the last 13 years, every December 31st, we have written our manifest to each other mm. and we send them to each other on New Year's Eve. And what I do is I write them in the front of my bujo and then I print it out in two places. I have it in my closet staring at me and in my bathroom. So when I brush my teeth and the most important thing about these manifests, you got to look at them every day. You write yeah. down your things and they can be really stupid. Like mine was like have five date nights with my husband. Cause mm. I'm a lazy bitch. And I'm like, let's watch Bridgerton and I'll wear my sweatpants. And like, that's considered <laughs> yeah. a date night, right? Like it's not. So like mine can be really stupid, yeah. but I look at them every day and I swear to God, every single thing I had on my list last year came true. <gasps> that's, and that's what, um, I literally was, Nursey Mateo at like midnight or one in the morning stalking you. And then I was like, holy shit, all of her goals came true. Then I started researching Bujo. Yep. Okay. Good for you. Bujo. Bujo. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I still can't believe her manifestation, that whole thing. It was crazy. And then, so this is like the strangest thing. So like three years ago, I was like, get a lady gang book deal. We didn't talk about a book. We didn't make a pitch for a book. We weren't even like trying to make a book. I literally wrote it. And then by February, we got a random email from a random agent that was like, hey, I love the podcast. Have you guys ever thought about writing a book? I mean, we're like, uh, I had it on my manifestation list because I was like, I think that would be cool for us. And then I was like, be a New York Times bestseller. Who the hell other than the Bella Twins becomes New York Times bestsellers <laughs> during a global pandemic? I mean, right? Only and us. On days that we couldn't even promote. That was like the crazy thing. Like, oh, yeah. I totally we had, thought we remember were fucked. We I was had, like, uh, here's our luck, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, people was, couldn't even go we, to the bookstore and buy it. We couldn't even do signings where that's how people mm-hmm. really got on those but lists. I remember when we were interviewing you guys, I can't remember what month it was, but you were talking about how you put down New York Times bestseller. I remember you talking about all that. It's crazy. Like I've had really bizarre and personal things too, like be intentional with your words. Like this year I wanted to cut out like once used plastics. Yeah. I think about the things that I really want in my life and they're not like buy a Gucci bag. And some years I always have like something that's ridiculous, you know, of course, but it's like, for you, I would maybe put in your bujo, Nikki, this year, like, you know, you're going to have to like really accept and love the hips that birthed you a baby. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So true. It's so hard. And that's okay. I don't know. I just really respect both of you so much Aww. for being so honest about it, but it's like, you. you're going to have to like dig deep because- totally. It's that those those bones have moved, honey. Right. I don't know that they're gonna ever oh, shoot back. It's so it's so they true. Shift back? They don't, no, they don't. Mine didn't. Bree. And guess what? My back even got broader. Oh, and gosh. I asked I asked my OB. I'm like, um, so the back and the ribs, do those <laughs> yeah. go back? And she's like, no. And I'm like, no. so everything just grew. Like, I yeah, felt like, like this. Well, but I feel and- like to hold your kids, right? And that's it. So my life coach told me because I that's been one of the things we've talked a lot about. So like my homework and I haven't started it yet to make me love myself as she goes, you need to start posting yourself more. Cause if you go look at my feed, you've noticed I'm not in a lot of photos anymore. No, she's and hiding. Yeah, I'm hiding. And so she's like, you need to not do that because you need to start loving yourself and appreciate it. And I'm like, Oh, it's just so hard. And she goes, you're not going to get past this. So I know I, I think do. I've hidden too. And I don't realize it on my IG. Yeah, I think I, I've really hidden in the last do. couple years. It is crazy when you start to see and you think like, Oh, they're super proud of their kid, but it's that. And they're hiding. And that's definitely what I've been doing. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. 
I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be a bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and Sirius XM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and Sirius XM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So it's crazy because I have a group of best friends. Like we've been inseparable for since we've, I've been 19 and I'm 37. So since the pandemic, I have fallen off. And I think the thing, a part of it that we all don't realize, I think some of us realize it and some of us don't is like, you're fighting depression in your own type of way because you've had some type of loss, whether it's work, it's jobs that you're about to have, right? Someone in your life. So when I wasn't getting the pregnancy that I wanted and Artem, you know, was still going through not being on dancing, I just realized I'm someone who hides. I wasn't texting or calling anyone back. Not then even I had our my, grandmother. Not even my grandmother, who I talk to every day, what did. And so then Mateo comes and then I'm a new mom and then a new mom whose daddy has to go dance and I'm so proud of him. So it's like I'm trying to keep everything in. And I really just shut off to everyone to where I know that my friends are upset with me and like rightfully so. And my Nana and I had a talk as well. And so that is one of my resolutions. And now I'm going to track that because I'm still, even though it's been one of my resolutions, I haven't told them. And this first week of January, I haven't been the greatest still. So that's something I really need because I don't ever want to lose like my best friends. I used to be the one who would send homemade Valentines. Like one time I literally bought a porn magazine of guys and like cut it up, like made like (laughs) construction paper and like mailed them all their homemade Valentine's day cards. Like I would always do special things and well, and you were always the communicator. So like, Like cause I'm a part of that group. Nicole was always why all of us were being moms. Nicole was the last non mom single one in a way. And so she was really good at making the social atmosphere for everyone. everyone, They have to meet up. They have to go on a girl's trip. And then the last year it's like, she's gone, which then, I think everyone just noticed that void and that empty space with you, which mm-hmm. hurt a lot of people. It's weird. I was a tug of war with me because it's like I feel bad for Nicole because I see what she goes on at home. But then at the same time, I'm like, you did kind of put pressure on a lot of us moms to go out. Dude, I did. And I take did. those tequila shots. Mm-hmm. And we'd have hangovers with our kids while you got to sleep in. Mm-hmm. That is 100% true. I'm realizing a lot in that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I do think like my goal for last year, like, well, just in the pandemic was to just be gentle with myself and be gentle with others. And I do wish we talk about this a ton on Lady Gang too. Like, Let's all just give each other just a little bit of grace. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like, I I have no righteous friends left. If a friend was going to come to me and they would be like, "You have not called me for three weeks. Like, we're not friends anymore. Like, I don't have time and a place for those people in my life." Mm-hmm. But you can't be a total dick. It's right. on you too. You know. So maybe right. if you track it, I mean, I track my 
sex life with my husband because I, well, he was bi-coastal before the pandemic. And so we would like go weeks without seeing each other. And then I would be like, oh, and then I'd be like, oh my God, I have not had sex with you in three weeks. Like I am going to hell in the wife, like handbag, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was like, I really need, and then my, my friends are like, I have sex every day. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, so I'll track it. So I'll just feel less shame about it. Totally. I love <sighs> that. Yeah. I need that. Cause where it really hit me was one of my best friends, I didn't realize that her husband's father died till I saw it on Instagram and it had been weeks after. And that's when it like hit me to my core. Like, holy shit. I was one of the people she'd always go to. Mm-hmm. And, and one, I'm close with her husband and I haven't even said anything to him. And I loved his dad was like an incredible human being. And that's when I was like, I'm a piece of shit. Like I need to change it because that I couldn't imagine if it was vice versa, you know, but But don't feel, don't be so mean to yourself. Like my therapist says to me, Kelty, you are both good and bad and that's okay. And that's being human. Kind of, you know, it's like, we've all been that person that something has happened in someone we love's life and we're like the fucking rock. Yeah. Like, where we're like, oh my God, like I will save you from this. And we've all been those that person that dropped the fucking ball. This just happened to a friend of mine. She was like, oh my God, did you know our friend Stacy's mom died? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know. And she was like, oh my God, I'm looking through my text. She texts me on New Year's Eve to tell me. And now it's like January 8th. Oh, oh yeah. She didn't respond to the text. Like, yeah. I mean- this happens. Right. Yeah. We're in, we are I'm, imperfect people. Yeah. Totally. I'm actually the worst at that. I'll look at text message and be like, I'll get back to it. And mm-hmm. then I forget. And they're important messages. And even like, I'm one of those. So and I don't know what you, I would like to actually know your guys' thoughts on this. When people send you happy birthday text messages or happy holidays or even happy new years, do you have to get back to every single one? Or is it just kind of like, yay, I acknowledge that. But then the person feels like you kind of ignore. I don't know because I get overwhelmed with text messages sometimes that I don't get back to everyone. But then I don't know if I'm being bad by not getting back. I feel like you don't have to. And I don't expect it. If I was to send a bunch of messages, I don't expect that. But I, I don't know. Some people may. Yeah, I think some people do. I like even when I sent you the text message about the Bujo, when I was like, hey, if you need help, whatever, like you could have never responded to me and I would not have cared. I don't give love to get love. I just give love, you know, and it's like I I would assume people do get weird about that. But and I also think that because you guys are celebrities, that there's probably people in your phone that have your phone numbers that are not your closest people, but they like to use the holidays as like a way to just to continue to be in the inner circle of the Bella twins, you know? And so you probably get some of those like hanger honors that are just like, Hey girl, like I get like my old ballet teachers from high school that are like, so proud of you. I'm like, I haven't talked to you in 25 years. Like, I I don't know. Like if we're, are we friends? Like, I I love you. Maybe this is something we could take to Facebook. I don't know. Right. It's so true. (laughs) I I agree with that. It is true. They're both giggling and they're not going to say anything because they're too sweet, but yeah. But we're like Like, giving mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah, so very true. <laughs> but gosh, well, I'm excited for this journey. And I actually, I'm going to start to share some of my stuff like you did on social, just mm-hmm. because I do think it helps people out too to see. And and I'm someone like, obviously all three of us have no filter and we can give two mm-hmm. shits about anything. So, you know, I want people to see my goals and kind of, I'm going to start to track because my husband always does look at me and he's like, you're the hummingbird. You're all over the place. Right now, if you look at my counter... I'm like, oh shoot, this is an unpaid bill or this or that. There's like, a page that I use called Big Ideas and or like Brain Dump. I want to just teach you one more thing. So oh, it's called yeah. Brain Dump. Yeah. Or like Ooh. Big I use it like Big I need Ideas. To write this down. So every once in a while, I like just have a page that just says Brain Dump and it's just a messy page. It's just a page where you can be like, and just write down all the things that are in your mind. And they don't have to be categorically like in the right place at that right time. But you can just be like, I feel like absolute shit or like, blah, blah, blah. Like you could journal, whatever. And then another thing that I love to do, just last thing is... I love to do like the responsibility checklist. So I know with all of your different brands and all of your deals, you probably have, okay, I need to post this many times on Mm -hmm. Instagram about this thing. I need to make sure that I'm doing this for whatever, all your different things. Like, what if you did like a cute little spread where this is like, I have a Fabletics ambassador and an Obey ambassador. So I have to do like a certain amount of stories and posts about them, but I have it like across the top, what I have to do. And then these are the months. And then as I do them- 
I mean, oh, even I though I have it in that. my email and I have people helping but, me and yeah, stuff, it's like, but still, it feels like so good to just be like, okay, good. Hair care is done for this month. Okay, yes. cool. We've done this, like those responsibilities, you know? Yeah. See, I, and that's what we, we need, need that because that's where we get overwhelmed. We lose sleep. It, it just, we get stressed. And then it feels so forced and it's, Yeah. Right. I and agree. it's like that last minute where you're like, yes, Hey guys, exactly. we'll swipe up. And you're like, no, I want it to be authentic. Cause I love this product, but like yes, there's right. too many things, you know, 100. I agree. And you know, it's funny. Cause there's sometimes some days I'm like, why was I so busy today? And I forget what I did that day. And I'm like, I feel like I only did yeah. two things, but I felt so overwhelmed. So I feel like if I start to write that, I'm going to start to realize why I feel like everything's a rush mm-hmm. in my life. And things can save for later. Like this is my weekly spread for this week. So I have like my days of the week, Monday to Sunday. I mean, I had nothing because I had dental surgery on Tuesday. So I'm just like literally laying in bed, but I'm doing this podcast with you. But so I would fill out my week sort of like planner-esque. I mean, I have a more detailed version in my iCalendar on my phone that has all the links or whatever, but this is kind of like a where I need to be. And then I have my notes on this side and I put down all the things I need to do this week. And I've crossed off some of the things I've done. And then anything that's not done, on Sunday night, I'll sit down and I'll do another weekly spread and I'll just move over. Oh, Hey, I didn't like get a new driver's license this week. My driver's license is about to expire. I need to do that next week. So you don't, I feel like sometimes like the writing it down takes it off your soul. Mm -hmm. You still have to do it. You're not out of the water. Like you're going to have to get this shit done, but writing it down takes it off your anxiety list. And you've told your brain, I know I'm going to get to it. I love that. Gosh, this has been amazing. We got so many people like so interested in this. And I just love the detail of it because I, I do feel like it's life changing in so many different ways. Like you yeah. said, mind, body, soul. Well, and I can't wait to hear our listeners. Like you guys make uh-huh. sure to let us know, but to start to hear their stories because I know it's going to change my life and my husband's already excited. I feel like our date nights are actually going to be us. Honestly, like, he'd love that. Oh as date my gosh. With, like, yeah, doing this. yeah. I mean, even one of my goals <laughs> is to read more because I know that I'd turn my husband on, which then will go to our sex life. And so I'm like, put that on there. And I did like a little stencil book. I haven't finished. And I already have like a couple books. So I'm like underneath, I'm going to write the books so I could check mark them off because you a couple had a, books I'm dying to read. Or yeah, someone did a really cute, they made a book stencil, like a cross. So every book they read, they wrote it on the label, like as oh if it was my, their own so book. Gosh. I mean, people, Freak. if you go on Pinterest or even yeah, okay, Instagram hashtags, that. like I mean, people are that? so creative. And I was so like, creative. I'm like a sloppy toddler when it comes to this stuff. But yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. it's, and then when someone's like in passing, you, someone says, oh, you know, if you want to read more, um, Brie, you should read this book. You can just like put it in your bujo and yeah. you won't be like, wait, what? There was this book. Like you just. <laughs> I love it. Puke it out into your book. I'm really excited for both of you. And yes. I, I um, am embarrassed for myself and for us that we're this excited about notebooks, but no. <laughs> this is thirties and um, it's the way it goes. That's yeah. exactly well, Let right. me tell you something. My husband came home the other day from being on the road and I noticed he had a new mask on and it said book nerd. And I was like, did you buy that? He goes, I saw it at the airport and I had to get it. And I go, really? And he's like, well, I love books. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) you beat every nerdy thing I've ever done in my life. That tops it. He bought a mask that says book nerd. Good for him. Yeah. He should selfie that and, and post it. I feel it. bad, but it looks like it's a woman's mask. Well, like, probably it is. I'm and sure it, looks, it is. It looks yeah. small and tight like, on him yeah. <laughs> with his like beard and stuff. I'm like, there's something like really weird about this look, but good for him. So yeah, we'll never be as nerdy as my husband. Well, I love it. I mean, listen, I, my husband is like a very hard worker and never reads and I love to read. And so during the holidays, I made him read my favorite book of all time. Shantaram. Have either of you read it? No. It's 950 pages. It's a fucking journey. And it is the most beautiful story with like the craziest good characters. Ask your husband if he's read it. I'm sure he Um, has. Anyway, so I made my husband read it and he's been reading Shantram. And I swear to God, I just like look at him and want to masturbate while he's reading. (laughs) I just love that. So sexy. I'm like, oh my God, you're reading Shantram. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think my husband would do the same. If he saw me, oh my gosh, if he saw me reading, oh, oh, that one. Yeah, get a history book. So, Kelty, we also feel like we have to have you come back after New Year's next year so we could see like what we manifested, Mm. what we've accomplished. Mm. Like you have to grade us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on our bujo-ness. That would be fun every year to kind of do it. Totally. 
I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's going to be game changing for you. It's really helped me. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's always a pleasure. And then when the world opens up, we can talk about all of this over wine. Please, please, God, honestly. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes. And thank you, Kelty, for coming on our show. I feel like you're my new life coach. Like you really inspired me today. And I feel like I'm actually going to get my shit together. She's our Bujo coach. She's our Bujo 100. Coach. All yes. right, you guys. And tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusive exclusively dedicated to the Bellas podcast. So make sure to follow us at the Bellas podcast until next week. Remember to stay fearless and you'll always go Brie mode. If you drink along with us, see, see you next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Bertie likes to say, bye-bye. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.